we want to hear from God today. And our guest, as I said, is Pastor Jamie Jones. For those of you that have been around, he is no stranger because he's been here. We were trying to figure it out today. He's been here at least twice, maybe three times before. He is the pastor of Trinity Assembly of God in Deltona. But he's also an evangelist. He's an author. He's written two books. I told him, bring some books and some people will buy them. And he rushed out the door and forgot to bring them. So buy them on Amazon. All right, his name's in the bulletin, so look it up on Amazon and buy them off of Amazon. Buy a bunch of books, The Left-Handed Warrior and Kill the Giant, and so great books. But anyway, he's been here before. He's a good friend. He loves the Lord. He loves to preach, and he brings God's word with clarity. So, Pastor Jamie, come. It's so good to have you with us for this whole day. Hey, praise the Lord. How many of you love Jesus this morning? Come on, I can't hear you now. You got to get louder than that. How many of you love Jesus this morning? Come on. Amen. Now listen, uh, I want to just, first of all, just say a special thanks to uh, Pastors Tim and Jan. Appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today. It's always a blessing to be here at Mariana Oaks. And uh, you are blessed with incredible leadership, incredible pastors, also your elder team, uh, Elder Lynn. I know a number of these guys. Man, just, it's always a blessing to be here. Can you just put your hands together for your leadership? Just incredible people. Amen. You are, you are incredibly blessed. I want to just start off for a moment and uh, actually just share with you just a quick story. I want you to know something about kind of what's happening in, in our church and in my life right now. Uh, one thing I want to tell you, my wife normally would eat with me, but she's back at home and uh, she's preaching at our church and kind of holding things down. So uh, anyway, that's the reason she's not with me, but she does send her greetings to you today and misses being here with you today. But uh, I want to just kind of just just share for a moment some of the things that are that are happening. If you recall back, it's been I, I don't know. I'm just guessing, or maybe a couple of months ago. How many of you heard about what God was doing at Asbury Seminary? The God began to move in that college, and all those things began to happen. It was a regular chapel service, and then. Uh, the pastor gave the altar call. A few people came up. Next thing you know, it just kind of began to grow. Next thing you know, these kids are just on their face crying out to God. And it just snowballed. Nobody could call it off. They couldn't say, man, God's moving so incredible. We can't stop it. So that thing just kept going. As you know, it went 24 hours a day, and it just kept going for weeks, several weeks, a couple of two or three weeks, that thing just kept going to the point that it grew. People were flying from other countries coming to check this thing out. And it grew so big that it became, you know, a little bit... I guess the administrators were a little bit fearful because, you know, you've got all these people on staff. They don't have security measures. They're not ready. So they end up kind of shutting that thing down. Well, that when that took off, uh, I began to get reports from some of my pastor friends about God moving incredibly in their churches or some of the things that God was doing. As you know, that spread not only from that seminary but also to some other seminaries. God was doing some incredible things. So uh, what happened is right in the middle of that, my wife and I, we were traveling. I was preaching up in Jacksonville one weekend. The following weekend, we were on a missions thing. We were in Mexico. And so I was a couple of weeks out of pocket. And But the week leading up to, so I, I, I fly back in. I get home on a Sunday night. And man, started on, pastor started on Monday morning. God began to just stir something in me. Now, this is right about the time all this Asbury stuff is going on. And God just really began to stir me and just... You know, I, I knew something big was about to happen. You know, it was just one of those things. I cannot explain it. I can't describe it. It's nothing I've ever experienced before this way. 
to the point where during the week, that week, I could, I was having problems sleeping. I was waking up 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock, and just, and, and I'm talking about not waking up and going back to sleep. I'm talking about getting up, like up, and just praying, just a spirit of intercession. And that thing just got in me. I was waking up in the middle of the night speaking in tongues. I would wake myself up speaking in tongues. I mean, this is crazy. So it drove me. I, I went to my library and started pulling out some of my old books. I've got collections of books on revival, Azusa Street, the revival at Brownsville, the Wales, all those things. I started pulling those out, books that I've read three or four times. I was re- And right now in my office, I've got three books. I'm reading all of them at the same time. Like I'm just, I can't get enough of this stuff. So leading up to Sunday now, remember, I've been gone for two weeks. Now we're coming up to Sunday, and the stirring is going on. It was so strong. My wife, she's feeling the same thing. We brought our staff together, all of our pastors, our leaders. We brought them together, and I said, guys, listen, uh, I, I don't know how to describe this. I've never been here before. I don't know what's going on, but God's doing something incredible. God's stirring us, and I'm telling you, this Sunday, I just feel the Holy Ghost. This Sunday, God's going to just blow the lid off this thing, and I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to entail, but I'm just telling you, it's coming. So our staff came together. I brought the pastors. I brought their spouses, everybody together. And on that, on that morning, we all sat there, and what was supposed to be typically an hour staff meeting ended up going all the way into lunch. And, man, our guys were on their faces crying out to God. And so, I mean, it was just we knew, all of us, we knew God was going to do something big. We didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but we knew it was coming. So I went in Sunday morning before service. I went in with our worship team and I, our whole praise team. I met with them just like these incredible, which by the way, you've got incredible people here leading worship. I mean, phenomenal. It's just they're doing a great job. So I met with them and I said, guys, listen, I explained to them what I just told you. This is what God's been doing. I don't know what's going to happen here, but I just want you to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Just kind of flow with whatever goes on. I don't know, again, what it's going to be, but I'm telling you, God's going to take the lid off this thing today. And I'm looking around the room, and some of the people in the room were crying. Like some of the ladies in particular that are on the praising, they were crying because God had been speaking to them also that same week. So we go into service Sunday morning. I kid you not, our service starts at 10 o'clock right now. And I, I walked into the building, and it was the way, the way our church is laid out. I, my office is kind of to the side of the sanctuary, and I come in the side door. And so we walked in. It was like 10.02. So service starts. We, we start on time, 10 o'clock. So 10.02, I walked in. The altar was packed already with people. And our church is, you know, pretty pretty large building, packed. I mean, just jammed with people already down to the front crying out to God, and we haven't even, the worship leader hadn't even started yet because he really couldn't, because everybody, and I walked in, and I said, my God, here it is, this this is it, and I walked into the side of the building, it it would be on this side, facing this way, and I had to, like, navigate even to try to get to my seat, I had to kind of fight my way even, you know, to get into my seat, my wife and I, and man, I'm telling you, that worship started, and it was, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just the presence of God. It was not manufactured. It wasn't hype. It wasn't hoop and holler. It wasn't any of that, come on, come on, come on. It was none of that. It was just the Holy Ghost, man, just pulling the work of God out of people. And so that particular Sunday, our worship probably went an hour and a half, just because it just, and it, and it wasn't, you know, again, pushing. It was just, that's where it was. So I walk up on the platform because, you know, I'm the pastor. i got to do something, right? I walk up on the platform, and I pick up the microphone to – actually, I have a headset, but I I turn on the microphone. I get ready to speak. And as I'm getting ready to speak, it's just like, you know, the people – it's just worship. It's just there. And I, I can't, I can't interrupt this. I can't, I can't stop this to go on with our program. I'm not going to do that. And so I just – and the next thing, you know, I turned around to our worship team, and I said, stop playing. 
and dead silent. Well, when I did that, all of a sudden, man, the church, the, the worship just began to, it's like a crescendo, man. Just people crying out to God, people praying. And it just, it was so, it was deafening. It was so incredible. I walked off, we have steps on the side of our platform like this. I walked off to the side of the platform and I just laid out on the steps, man, and just began to cry because I had prayed before I walked in. I said, Lord, break me like a stick. Break me in half. That's what I want. And I laid there on that side. I don't even know how long. I'm going to just guess 20, 30 minutes. I don't know. When I got up and got back on the platform, there was still nobody playing music. It was still nobody playing, but the whole church was still shouting and praising and worshiping God. And I looked on the platform, and my entire worship team were on their faces just crying out to God. I mean, it was... What I'm trying to get in your spirit is that it was not manufactured. You, you, can't, you can't get to a place where you say, okay, we're going to bring this person in, and they're going to bring a move of God. We're going to set our eyes... No, you need to set your eyes on Jesus. When you put your eyes on Jesus, when you look unto Him. That happened, that was the last Sunday in February that that happened. Since then, God has... I, I've got a list. We, the next Sunday, I brought in a horse trough. And put it on the stage, a big old horse trough. Some of y'all from Ocala, you know what I'm talking about, big horse trough. I put it on the stage. Do you know that that Sunday, the next Sunday morning, we baptized 45 people? Watch this. We didn't announce it. We didn't say, hey, we're going to be doing a water baptism. We put nothing on social media. Everybody that got baptized, it was like impromptu. They were in their clothes. We had people wearing dresses. We had guys wearing, you know, nice clothes, get up and just be water baptized. And we had some towels ready, but that was it. They left the same way they came, wet. You know what I'm saying? They got, they, the water wasn't heated. It was like, just let's get baptized. Who prohibits these people from being baptized? Where's the water? You know what I'm saying? Do you know that since that day, every Sunday, God has been moving. Every Sunday, every Wednesday... God has been doing incredible things. We have baptized right to, to now that's not counting this morning because I don't know what's happening there now. Over 150 people have been water baptized. Over 150 people have accepted Jesus. We've had people filled with the Holy Ghost. I've got a list of miracles every Sunday morning. I'm, I kid you not, every Sunday morning I stand up and read a list of miracles. Here's what God did this week. So-and-so healed from cancer. This person had a, a CAT scan, came back clean. I read these miracles. We pray for healing. God is doing incredible things. I just want you to understand it's nothing to do with me. It's everything to do with Him. And the same God that is with us is the same God that is with you. I Are you ready for this? So we did Sunday morning, and then on Sunday morning, that Sunday morning, the first Sunday, I said, hey, uh, this Wednesday night, I'm canceling the regular Bible study. This Wednesday night is going to be revival night. That's what I So, uh, boom, the place is packed out on a Wednesday night. Man, just revival, just incredible. Do you know that I went five services? Now, I'm talking Sunday and Wednesday, and never received an offering. Five services, on a Sunday and on a Wednesday. Never received an offering. And that wasn't because I plan to do it. It's because I forgot to do it because, you know, the Holy Ghost is just wrecking the place. And are you ready for this? Our finances, this past, in the month of, of March, our finances were higher than they typically are with no offering. And all I'm, and I just want you to understand something. When there is a hunger for a move of God, God will show up. You don't have to be in Asbury. You don't have to be at Trinity. You don't have to be in Azusa. You don't have to be at Brownsville. You just have to be hungry. Come on, is anybody, is anybody with me? And here's what I understand. 
If you people are crazy enough to set up a tent in the front of your building when you have a perfectly good air-conditioned building right there, but you are so ready to see people saved and changed and transformed by God, I just believe there's some hungry folks in the house today that are ready to receive from the Lord. Come on, are you with me? And before I even preach, I hadn't started yet, so don't count it against my time yet. I haven't started. This is, I have not started yet. I want you to stand up right now because I want to just test the temperature in the room. I believe today that there's some hungry folks. I believe today there's some people that are ready for a move of God. Some of you here today, you might have just showed up because somebody invited you. I don't know your situation. I don't know where you came from. I don't know what's going on. But regardless, I believe in divine appointment, meaning this, God brought you here now. You're here on purpose. You might have thought you made the decision, but the Spirit of God led you here in this moment. I want everybody in the building. Come on, I want you to lift your hands right now. Both hands. Lift them up to the Lord. I want to hear you call out to God. Come on, I want to hear you pray. Come on, just begin to call out to the Lord. I want you to give the Lord a praise. Right? Come on, just begin to call out. Lord, we're hungry. Jesus, we want you. Lord, we need you, God, in the house. Lord, we expect a move of God, Lord, in the house today. We declare a move of God, Lord, over the house today in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to get stirred up. I believe as it is released out of your mouth, so shall it be. When you declare by faith the work of God, so shall it be be. Whenever you pray, whenever you speak in faith, when you declare the word, so shall it be. Holy Ghost, I pray that you would wreck us this morning. Spirit of God, we need you in this house. Lord, we've not come here to play church. We've not come here to play games. We've not come here to hear a cute little three-point sermon and a nice little story. God, we've come here to be transformed by the power of the living God. Jesus, we set our sights on you. Lord, today we declare more of you, less of me. More of you, Jesus. Less of me. More of you, God. Less of me. Come on, I want to hear somebody call out to the Lord. More of you, God. Less of me. More of you, Jesus. Less of me. Lord, we're not satisfied with a cookie cutter church service. We're not satisfied with a meeting under a tent and calling it revival. Lord, we've come here for a move of God. Lord, I declare today in Jesus' name, there will be so saved. I declare today in the name of Jesus, there will be bodies healed. I declare today there will be marriages restored. I speak today over this house, God, that bondages, addictions will be broken in the name of Jesus. I declare today the hold of the enemy, the deception of the enemy, the lie of the enemy is broken in the name of Jesus. Father, we know today there is power. In the name of Jesus, there is power. In the name of Jesus, somebody praise him like you mean it. Come on. Hey, we need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. Lord, stir us up, God. Jesus, forgive us for being satisfied. Jesus, 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 forgive us for being lukewarm, God. Forgive us for winking at sin, oh God. Mm, Jesus, we pursue the holiness of God. More of you, Jesus. Less of me, oh God. 
Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost work in this house. Devil, I stand against you. I plead the blood of Jesus right now. I plead the blood of Jesus over the four corners of this property. I plead the blood over this tent. I plead the blood over every person, every individual, every family, every young person, God, every child that steps onto this property. We plead the powerful blood of Jesus. I declare the name of Jesus will be glorified in Jesus' name. Mm, Mighty God, mighty God. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Mm, Jesus. 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 Listen, you need to understand something. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. It is not oratory skill. It is not a degree from a seminary. It is not because we're here together and sing the right songs and put together the right fabric of a good service. It is because the anointing of the Holy Ghost is here. I want you to understand something today. The anointing of the Holy Ghost can break every yoke, every issue, every sickness, every struggle, every mental problem, disorder, every mental health problem, every addiction off of your life, off of your body, off of your soul, off of your family. I'm talking to somebody off your children, off your grandchildren today. The anointing of the Holy Ghost there. There's nothing that's a match for the name of Jesus. Somebody just declare the name of Jesus. Just come on, say, Jesus, we praise you, Lord. Jesus, we magnify your name. Thank you, Lord, today. The blood of Jesus. There's nothing, nothing as powerful as the blood of Jesus. Every foul spirit of the enemy is silenced. The name of Jesus. Mm. Holy Ghost. Jesus. Mm. Mighty God. Mighty God. Jesus. Hallelujah. While you're standing, I want to read this word to you. It's found in Leviticus chapter 9, verse number 5. It says, They brought what Moses commanded before the tabernacle of meeting, and all the congregation drew near, and they stood before the Lord. And Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord commanded you to do, and the glory of the Lord will appear to you. Let me just stop right there. When you get everything in order, notice Moses doesn't say the glory of the Lord might appear. He said the glory of the Lord will appear. Why? Because he's saying when you follow the commandments of God and you get your life in order, the glory of the Lord will appear to you. Somebody say to me. Yes. And Moses said to Aaron, go to the altar, offer your sin offering, your burnt offering, and make atonement for yourself and for the people. Offer the offering of the people and make atonement for them as the Lord commanded. Now, I just... Finish that there. That was verse number 7. This is the initial commandment. Now, as God is speaking to Moses, he consecrates now the priests because the priests now have an obligation to consecrate the people. So I'm going to skip down now to verse number 15. And now we're picking up where the priests have been consecrated, but now they are consecrating uh, an offering for the people. Verse 15. And Aaron brought the people's offering. 
He took the goat, which was the sin offering for the people, and he killed it, and he offered it for sin, like the first one, meaning the one that was for themselves. And he brought the burnt offering, and he offered it according to the prescribed manner. Then he brought the grain offering. He took a handful of it, and he burned it on the altar, besides the burnt offering of the morning. And he also killed the bull and the ram as sacrifices of peace offerings, which were for the people. And Aaron's sons presented to him the blood, which he sprinkled all around on the altar. And the fat from the bull and the ram, the fatty tail, which covers the entrails, watch this, the kidneys, the fatty lobe attached to the liver. Everybody hear that? Kidneys, liver, okay. And they put the fat on the breast, and he turned, and he burned the fat on the altar. But the breast and the right thigh, Aaron waved as a wave offering before the Lord, as Moses had commanded. And Aaron lifted his hand toward the people. He blessed them. And he came down from offering the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the peace offering. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of meeting and came out, and they blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Hmm. That's what Moses said. The glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Why? Because they offered the correct offerings. The sin offering, the burnt offering, and the peace offering. When those things were in order, the glory of the Lord appeared. And fire, verse 24, came out from before the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. And the people saw it. They shouted and they fell on their faces. One more time, would you lift your hands? Father, bless your word today. Father, I just ask you right now for access into the hearts of men and women. Holy Ghost, put me on, wear me like a coat today. I declare today the word of the Lord, not the word of a man. Lord Jesus, today, no eyes on me, all eyes on you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Now, I, I wanna, I'm just going to talk about one of these offerings. I don't have time to go into all three of them, but there are three specific offerings that took place. I'm going to talk about one. The first offering is the sin Offering. This is very important. Because to come into the presence of the Lord, there has to be a cleansing that takes place in your soul. One of the great problems the church has today is a spirit of religion. Oh, I felt a little bit of felt a little bit of pushback on that. One of the great issues we face in the church, I'm a pastor. I've been in church all my life. I was raised. My mom, you know, when I was born, you know, back in those days, yeah, I'm 51 years old. Back in those days, they, they, they prided themselves on how fast they could get back to church after the baby was born. So I was next week, I was in the house of God, born on a Tuesday and church on Sunday. That's the way it was. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, that was back, that was back in the day. So I've been around this thing a long time. One of the, the greatest obstacles to revival, one of the greatest obstacles to a move of God is the spirit of religion. Why? Because this, who did Jesus have the biggest struggle with? It wasn't sinners. Jesus could deal with sinners. Remember Zacchaeus? He just went and ate dinner with him. Boom, saved. You know, he didn't have a problem with sinners. The issue that he had was with religious folks. Now, I'm just talking to us, not you, us, religious folks. We get in our routine. We get in our normal, you know, we show up to church, 1045. We get, get dressed. We come to church. We fight on the way to church. Hello. We go through all that stuff. We sing our three or four songs. Pastor Nate, the team, they do a great job. We sit down. Okay, Pastor, talk to me. Pastor preaches a great sermon. We all feel good about it. We go. We go to Sunday's barbecue. Come on, somebody, eat some uh, slab of ribs. Praise the Lord. And, oh, God is good. I feel that one. Amen. And, and then we go home. We take our Sunday afternoon nap, and all is well. But the problem is, the problem is the spirit of religion, because the spirit of religion will rock you to sleep when God wants to wake you up. And... Moses clearly said, 
the glory of the Lord will appear to you. When you get all these things in order, when you do what you're supposed to do, the glory of the Lord will appear. It wasn't a, it wasn't a question. It wasn't a, well, maybe. The thing I want you to understand today, I believe revival will come. It's not, I don't know if maybe, you know, maybe, you know, possibly it could. You never know. Hey, you never know. I'm going to show up. You never, no. You do, you can know. You can. Because the Bible says this, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they, they shall. They shall be filled. So that tells me if I show up in the house of God hungry and thirsty, I will be filled. It's not a maybe. It's not a I don't know. It's definitely. It will happen. The reason we don't have revival is because we don't show up hungry. We show up religious. I'm not talking to anybody in here. I'm just saying in general terms. When this whole revival thing broke out, Pastor, and I, I, I'm going to tell you, the person that, that I can speak about the most is myself. Because God wrecked me. I don't even do things the same way anymore. You might be able to notice now. I just I don't even do things the same way anymore because I, I understand all the things that I thought that I could do, all the skill set that I thought that I had, all the ability that I the gifting that I possess. I, listen, I, all that's to the wayside. I don't even care anything about that anymore. All I want to do is glorify the name of Jesus. Let God be glorified. Let Jesus be magnified in the house. I don't care, Pastor. I don't care if I get to preach. If I don't get to preach, if we receive an offering, don't receive. I don't care. As long as a God, as long as God has access, as long as God has opportunity, when you run the spirit of religion out, you open the door for the Holy Ghost to come in. I'm just telling you right now. When you push that spirit of religion out, and there's some things, Church. I just want to. I just want to talk to you about this. You need to understand that spirit of religion has to be broken off of you in order to receive the power of the Holy Ghost in you. A lot of times we, we come to church and we've got all these preconceived ideas. Well, you know, church starts at 1045. It should be over by whatever time. I don't know. It's supposed to be over this time. And this is what we do. And I don't like that song. And I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And pastor's sermon wasn't what I thought that it would be. And why do they got this guest speaker? Who does he think he is? And we've got all these, all these complaints and all these gripes and all these components that make up what we call church life. And if God's people would just show up to the house of God and say, Lord, this is not about me. This is not about my desire. It's not about what but I want, I've come here to do business with the King. I've come here to meet Jesus. I've come to get past people. I've come to get past myself. Just get me to Jesus. If I can just get to Jesus. You know, when you get to Jesus, you stop worrying about everything else. When you get to Jesus, you don't care how hot it is out here under this tent. When you get to Jesus, you're not worried about what the worship set was, whether you knew the song or you liked the song or not, or sister so-and-so's skirt was too short. You don't care. If you can just get me to Jesus, if God's people would just have that attitude when they come into the house of God, I've come here to meet Jesus. I praise God for you, but I'm not here for you. I thank God that you're over there, but I've not come here. Listen, I just want you to know, I've come here today not for applause, for a pat on the back. i got a place to preach. I don't need to be here. You know what I'm saying? I've come here as a messenger from God to just shake things up a little bit and tell you, when you step into the house of God, you need to come hungry, you need to come prayed up. You need to put your complaints on the sideline. You need to get rid of your gripes. You need to get rid of all your animosity and say, Jesus, I've come here for you. 
I'll get back to Moses. Sin offering. So they brought this goat that was to represent the sins of the nation. The Bible says something very interesting. The first thing they did was they skinned the goat, and they took the skin. They would not even bring it into the camp. The skin was taken outside of the camp, and it was disposed of. Why? Because no flesh can glory in his presence. What is the spirit of religion? It is the spirit of flesh with a religious stamp on it to make it sound like it's better. But it's flesh. When you come and it's all about me, it's all about what I want, it's all about, that's, your, that's the smell of your flesh. The flesh cannot even come into the presence of God. It had to be taken outside of the camp, burned outside of the camp. And now we're dealing only with the sacrifice itself. No flesh will glory in his presence. It's very important to understand this. When you come into a, a service like this in tonight, I'm just challenging you for tonight, y'all don't come here dead and cold on me tonight. I'm not, I'm not here to preach to a bunch of dead coal. I'm not here for that. I'm here to preach to the Holy Ghost ready to hear the word, ready to be, change the city, ready to see sinners saved, ready to see the dead get up. Come on, that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. But when you come into the house of God, you need to come already prayed up. Why? Because you, the flesh can't glory in the presence of God. So as I begin, listen, every time I begin to pray, when I really begin to pray, not a religious prayer like, you know, oh Lord, we just thank you today. No, but a really, when I really get into it and really begin to pray, every time that I pray, God begins to show me something about me. Something in me that needs to change. Something in me that needs to fall off. Something in me that needs to be different. A mindset that needs to change. An attitude that needs to change. A thought process that needs to be different. An action that needs to be different every time I come into the presence of God. So if you come already prayed up, guess what? You're already halfway there. But when you come into the house of God and we have to sing Amazing Grace and rev it up 25 times to get you to break through, we're wasting time on what you should have already done. I love you, but I didn't come here to play games with you. When people come hungry for the presence of God, what, even Jesus said this. He said, if you're going to be my followers, you've got to deny yourself. Take up your cross. In other words, there's going to be some difficult things. There's going to be some painful things. You might have to drag your lazy, tired, sick carcass to church tonight because you don't feel like going, but that is your cross. You bear it and you bring it. Come on. When you get, when you get to that place where you say, I'm going and nobody's going to stop me. Devil, get off of me. One of the things that I have learned is this. In the times when you don't feel like coming to church, in the times you don't feel like praising God, in the times you don't feel like being here, but you make yourself do it anyway, those are the times that you walk away with the greatest blessing that you have ever had because the devil wouldn't be fighting you if there wasn't something on the other side. If we just had enough learning to understand that. If the devil's fighting you, it's for a reason. God's got something for you. No flesh will be in his presence. Can't happen. Now what they do, they bring the goat in. If you notice this, and I, I highlighted this when I was sharing this. When they brought that goat, this is the only offering. Now, there's, there's a number of offerings that are offered. There's a sin offering. There's a burn offering. There's a peace offering, the free will offering. There's a number of different offerings that are offered, but just these three. This is the only one that they were specifically told to deal with these two organs, the kidneys 
and the liver. Think about it for just a moment. Why? Why? Out of all the things in that animal, why not the heart? You know, why? Why specifically kidneys and liver? Why were those two organs the ones that were offered on the altar? I've read through this thing, I don't know how many times, just in my life, you know, reading the Word and studying. I've, I've read that many times, and I just, never really, I just never really thought about it. But I started thinking about it. I said, Lord, why? Why the kidneys and the liver? What's the, what's the, what's the function of the kidneys? What's the function of the liver? Come on, some of you are getting it already. What, 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 do, what do those two organs do? No other organ does what those two organs do. Those two organs are the organs that purify, ongoing, cleanse the body. If somebody' kidneys fail, how many of you know, if they don't go to dialysis within a short, I mean short amount of time, they will die because the toxins in the body build up. But for the kidneys, it keeps us, the blood, it keeps it pure. The liver, same function. It purifies the body. Somebody with a diseased liver. You ever see somebody with a liver problem, their eyes start turning yellow, jaundice. Why? Because there's toxins in the body that are building up. So he says, look, I want you to bring the liver, and I want you to bring the kidneys, and I want you to lay it on the altar. Why? Because the kidneys and the liver are that process of our lives that are being purified by God. Watch this, watch this, in an ongoing way. Repentance is not just for the sinner. Now I'm about to butt heads with the spirit of religion right here. This is, this is where it's going to happen. Because religious folk always point the finger at the sinner and say, oh, they need to repent. But the truth is, Christian people need to repent. What did Paul say? He said, I die daily. He's talking about the ongoing process of being purified before the Lord. We call this, there's a theological term, you learn this in Bible school, I don't know if you've heard, but it's, it's a word called sanctification. And it just means when I accept Jesus Christ into my life, my sins are forgiven me. I don't have to get saved again tomorrow and saved again next Sunday and come to the altar every Sunday to be saved over and over and over. But I do need to come to the altar every day of my life so that that continual cleansing will take place. My position in Christ is held by the blood of Jesus. But the problem is, when you get around the world, the world gets on you. When you get around negativity, negativity gets on you. When you get around your family members that don't know the Lord, their attitude will get on you. When you work with people that are bound in sin, their thinking, their nonsense, it will get on you. But whatever happened to what's in me might get on them. That's the process of ongoing sanctification and purity and repentance. You need to understand this right now. If you don't get anything else, I want you to get this right now. Repentance is not just for the lost. Repentance is for me. Somebody say, repentance 
is for me. Oh, y'all didn't want to say it. Repentance is for me. Oh, y'all still not. Repentance is for me. I'm a pastor, but I'm not without sin. I'm a pastor, but I mess up. I think things, I say things, I respond, I talk. I, I, man, I sometimes, oh, I can't believe I, I can't believe I said that. I can't, I can't believe I did that. I have to repent every day. And there's some things I don't even know what I've done, but I don't want to grieve the Spirit in any way. Every day I say, Lord, if I've done anything, any attitude, any mindset, any thought process, any words that have come out of my mouth, God, today I want to just lay my life before you and I want to walk in repentance. I need that cleansing blood of Jesus to flow over my life once again. Lord, I want to be purified from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I want everything in my life to be pressed out. Every attitude that does not exalt Jesus, push it out. Every thought process in my life that does not magnify the name of Jesus. God, get it out of me. I want to walk in purity. I want to walk in holiness. I want to walk in that place of knowing God. And you cannot get there with a religious spirit. You have to walk in constant repentance before God. To be sanctified means this. I have not arrived yet. I'm not, listen, I'm closer to God than I was last week, but I'm not as close as I'm going to be next week. Because there's a purification process, a sanctification process that's going on where God is moving me. That's why Paul says we're being changed in His image from glory to glory. That means I don't care how long you've been in church, you have not arrived yet. I don't care how saved you are. I don't care how many tongues you can talk in. I don't care how many people you've led to the Lord. I don't care how long you've been in the church. I don't care how long you've been saved. You have not arrived yet. You know how I know that? Because you're still here and you're still wrapped in this body of flesh. Until you separate the body from the soul, you are not perfect. But praise God, through the power of the Holy Ghost, we can walk in a place of constant and continual repentance. Praise God, I'm not perfect, but I'm on my way to perfection in Jesus. So this is what would happen. The priest would take, in this, in this case, the goat. This is the sin offering. He would bring the goat in. And he would place his hands on the head of that goat. And the reason he would do that was that was, that was a symbol, Pastor. You know this. This was a symbol of transferring the sin of the people, in this case, because it's a sacrifice for the people. When he put his hands on the head of that goat, it was a symbol of the sin of the people now being transferred onto that goat. So when that goat would be slaughtered, he would die and sin would die with him. This is a foreshadowing, a type, a picture of what is to come. This is Old Testament. Okay, so what does that mean for us today? Well, what that means is, this was a foreshadowing of the ministry of Jesus. Because Jesus was the spotless lamb. He was the eternal sin offering. And instead of a priest laying their hands on the head of Jesus, some Roman soldiers put a crown of thorns upon his head. See, the crown of thorns had significance. It was not just about the cruelty of the crucifixion. But the crown of thorns placed upon his head was a symbol that those people would understand that the sin of the people was now being transferred to the Lamb of God. 
And when Jesus breathed his last breath on that cross, when he died, our sin was paid for and died with him if we will receive it. Come on, are you with me now? You need to understand this today. That the sin that's in your life has been paid for. I've heard it so many times. I've been in the ministry a long time. Pastor, I can't help it. This is how I am. This is how I was raised. This is the way, this is the way, this is the way my family is. This is the way we are. I can't help it. It's a generational curse. It's a demon. It's this. It's that. No, listen to me. Sometimes you just have to grow up and take responsibility for your life and say, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. The spirit of God is inside of my life. You've got to stop blaming everybody else for everything else and look at yourself and say, my God, I need to grow up. My God, I want to be more like you. My Jesus, I need more of you in my life. God, I understand today there's things that need to change in me and nobody is going to change me but me. Lord, today I dedicate my life to you in open and constant repentance because I don't want to stay the same way that I am. I want to get closer to God. I want more Jesus in my life. I want more anointing in my life. I want more power in my prayer. I want to see more miracles take place. I want to lead more people to Jesus. Am I talking to anybody in the house today? That only comes through constant and continual repentance before God. You cannot walk in sin and expect a move of God. You cannot walk in sin and expect miracles to happen in your life. You can't walk in sin and expect God to change your family. Why? Because you're trying to bring flesh in the camp. But when the flesh is removed out of the camp, out of your life, My Jesus took my sin on the cross of Calvary. If he took it, what am I doing with it? Come on, are you with me here today? Since this thing has, in our church, has broken out, I'm telling you. I mean, I've been in the ministry 30 years. Actually, this year is 30 years. I started in 93, so 30 years I've been been in ministry. Over the last five weeks, God has changed me more in those five weeks than the entirety of my ministry. I'm telling you right now, I just see things completely different. I think differently now. I pray differently. And just the th- the processing in my soul, man, just the things that God is speaking. I walk in conviction daily. I mean, God will show me that, oh, God, I'm sorry. I, got, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't think that way. I can't look at that. I can't know. I can't watch that. I can't know. No, 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 no. And I'm not a person in sin or anything like that, but I'm just saying it, you, move to, you move to a place where the things of the world no longer interest you. You see, when your struggle is with the things of the world, well, I, man, I just, I, I want to, I want to drink, I want to club, I want to smoke, I want to, I want to run around, I want, I just want to, I want to watch this, I want to be tied up in that, I want to see pornography, I want, I want, I want, I want, you're telling me a lot about yourself. Because when you get immersed in the power of the Spirit, when you have a, I mean, face-to-face with the Holy Ghost, it changes everything about you. The things that you thought were important, you don't even care about. The things that you put down here, you didn't worry about, all of a sudden you begin to understand the importance of those things. You see, the, the Hebrew word for, for this type of sacrifice, offering, burnt offering, the Hebrew word for that, literally, it means to ascend, to ascend. And it's referring to when the offering was placed on the altar and they, they, you know, the fire began to consume that sacrifice. 
that the smoke would begin to rise to the heavens. And the word declares that it rises as a sweet savor, as a smell to the Lord. What stinks to us, a burning animal, what stinks to the flesh is a blessing to the Lord. When the flesh dies, come on, get this. When the flesh dies, it's painful to us. But when the flesh dies, it's a blessing to the Lord. Being changed from glory to glory. Come on, are you following me? Are you getting this now? From glory to glory. Praise God. I read a quote from one of these books I was talking about. There was a historian writing about the Azusa revival. And he said this. The depth of any revival will be determined exactly by the depth of the spirit of repentance. Did you catch that? The depth of any revival will be determined exactly by the depth of the spirit of repentance. The revival will only go as deep as the spirit of repentance. When you get to the point where you say, okay, I'm good. I'm okay. I don't... I don't want any more. I don't need any more. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Well, you, you, just, you just stop. That's it. That's as far as you're going. But when that spirit of repentance begins to get deeper in your soul, deeper in your life, man, God wants to change. Can I just tell you right now, God loves you so much. He loves you so much. He, don't, he doesn't want to leave you the way that you are. Hear what I'm telling you. It's not about a judgmental God. That says you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't have fun. No, no, no. No, that's not what it is at all. It's a God that loves you so intensely that he doesn't want you to stay where you're at because he wants to be closer to you. Remember now, sin is a barrier between us and the Lord. I can only get as close to God as I will go past the sin of my life. As long as there's a barrier of sin, my relationship stops with him. God wants the barrier removed because he wants you to completely embrace all of his love that he has for you. Praise God. I'm going to cut out a few things. I'm just going to jump right to this because I just, I, just, I just feel this today. I was praying about this, about this service today. The spirit of repentance. And the Lord, have you ever, have you ever seen somebody do uh, uh, programming, like computer programming, and they hit a, and I don't know anything about this, but, you know, they hit a key and all of a sudden, just stuff starts coming just just line 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 words you know number it just starts just i mean you can't even see it's happening so fast i was praying over the service and saying god i believe today we've we've got to do business we've got to do business we've got to deal with this issue of repentance we have to deal with this and i began to pray and all of a sudden in my mind it was just like that you know just this just and i started writing, i had a piece of paper and i was writing down things just as fast as I, just as fast as i could write i started writing things down and uh, i'm going to call some things out now we just we're here to do business come on somebody i don't do the whole and, and no, nothing against anybody that does this it's fine the whole bow your heads close your eyes i don't do that and again nothing wrong with it but for me if, if you can't respond to God in the house of God, how in the world are you going to follow God out there? Because they don't have their eyes closed. They don't have their head bowed and nobody's playing the keyboard. Come on, are you with me? I mean, that's the way it is. I want you to stand up with me. Listen, no talking, just, just quickly. Just stand up, no, just quiet, quiet, quiet. This is about to be a holy moment, I'm telling you right now. If you will allow it, 
The Lord is about to wreck this place, if you will allow it to happen right now. Let me just preface what I'm about to say. I'm going to start calling out sin, specific areas of sin. And when I, when I speak that and you hear that, it's going to, you're going to feel it. It's just, going to, it's just going to hit you right in the chest. When you feel that, without hesitation, I want you to get out of your seat and come right to the front. Now remember now, repentance is not just for the lost. And I will tell you, there's going to be several of these things that I'm going to respond to, just so you know. Because the person that walks in the greatest conviction is the one that has the message. Pastor knows that. You've got to live it yourself. You can't preach. I'm not preaching. I'm preaching with us. I'm right in the middle of all this. You need to understand that. I'll be repenting with you. But when I say what it is, and I don't even want a keyboard. I don't want anything right now. This is just you, you and the Holy Ghost right now. When I say whatever it is, when you feel that, I don't, don't you dare look around and see who's responding, what they think. It does not matter. If, if that's your mindset, just stay where you're at. Don't even play games with me. I'm just telling you. But if you say, okay, I've come here to be different. I've come here to be changed. I need this in my life. I need revival. I need the Holy Ghost. I need a work of God. I want you to, I mean, if you've got to run, run. Move. Move people. Just say, hey, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Boom. Knock a chair. I don't care. Get out of your seat and come all the way down to the front, and we're going to pray together. The spirit of repentance is going to hit the house. I'm telling you right now, for those that are hungry, for those that want it, if you want to play church, you can play church. If you want to be religious, you can be religious, but, but, that, but that's not what I'm here for. So when I call it out, there'll be no question. It'll, it'll hit you. You'll feel it. Okay, you ready? Everybody ready? Why don't you lift a hand right now? Come on, just lift a hand to the Lord. Just say, Holy Ghost, speak to me. Mm. Holy Ghost, come on, speak to me. Here we go. When I call this out, if it's you, right now, right now, right now, get out of your seat. Pride. You're dealing with the issue of pride. Pride's in your heart. Pride's in your life now. Come, come, come. Come quickly. Contentious and argumentative spirit. If that's in you, if it's in your home, it's in your life now. Come on, quickly, come. I want you to come real quick. Unbelief, lack of trust, unbelief in your life. There's a lack of trust, unbelief. You're having a difficult time believing. Come on, quick, quick, quick. All the way down, come. Anger, you're dealing with anger. You've got anger issues now. Come on, quick, quick, quick. All the way down, all the way down. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This area right here, kind of keep this clean for me, so just kind of move to the side because I need, I need room here. Addiction of any kind, addicted to anything. I don't care. I don't care what it, any kind of addiction. Cigarettes, what, uh, alcohol, whatever, pornography. What addiction? I want you to come. Once you once you get out of your seat, whatever it is. Jealousy. You're dealing with jealousy. The spirit of jealousy over your life. Come on. I want you to come quickly. Here we go. Same sex attraction. You're dealing with the issue of of same sex attraction. I want you to come. Gender confusion. You're dealing with that issue. I want you to come. Man, God has set some people free in our church. I had a young man stand up on my platform two weeks ago that was. Going through the process of becoming a woman. And the Spirit of God spoke to him and he stood up on our platform and gave a testimony that he was going to stop taking those drugs. Are you ready for this? A young man is already growing breasts. You know, he was, I'm talking, he's in the process. And the Spirit of God convicted him. He confessed that right in front of our whole church on live stream in front of hundreds of people. He confessed that whole thing. God set him free. I'm just saying, and it's hard to do that. I get it. Gender confusion. Here we go. A contentious spirit in your house, constantly fighting. Husbands and wives, kids, whatever. You're fighting. There's fighting going on in your house. I want you to come. Here we go. Lust. Lust. The spirit of lust. You're dealing with the issue of lust. I want you to come. Idolatry. Anything in your life that you are placing in a position that's higher than God. Could be your job. Could be money. Could be your spouse. Could be family. Whatever it is, is, is idolatry. It's probably not a little statue, but things that you're placing in front of the Lord. Sexual sin. Here we go. Sexual sin. Fornication. Adultery. Homosexuality. 
being addicted to pornography or masturbation, all those things, any kind of sexual sin, I want you to come. I know it's hard. I want you to come. Negativity. You find yourself being just with a negative spirit, always negative. You can never see the positive, never see the good. Negative. People tell you, you're negative. I don't want to be around you. You're negative. It gets on people. I want you to come. Discontentment. Walking in discontentment. You're never happy. You're never satisfied. You're discontentment. Here we go. Insecurities. You're dealing with an issue of insecurity. Why? Because that creates self-reliance. If I'm not, if I'm not good enough, then I can't do it. It's only if I believe in myself. It creates self-reliance. Insecurity in your life. I want you to come. Here we go. Lying. Compulsive lying. You find yourself lying. You're lying about things you don't even know why you're lying. You just realize, man, I'm telling another lie. I don't know why. I don't even know why I said that. Lying. Compulsive lying. God wants to cleanse it today. Lack of discipline, consistency in your walk with God. Come here. Everybody just come real tight. I know we got, just get, just come right, all the way to the front. Come on. All the way. Everybody in the back. Come on. I want to make room. I want to make room. I know we're tight. I want you to come. Come, come, come. Lack of discipline, consistency in your walk with God. You find yourself difficult. You, you, oh man, I've went four days. I hadn't even read the word. I had, I had been to church in three weeks. I'm not paying my tithe. Lack of consistency. Listen, if you're going to get in this thing, you got to be, you got to be consistent or it's not going to work. Here we go. Witchcraft. The occult. In our church, we have got uh, people. This is crazy. I was preaching. I was preaching on a Sunday. This happened two weeks ago. I was preaching on a Sunday, and a young lady, the conviction was so hot, she was sitting right back there, about four or five rows back. She jumps up out of her seat while I'm preaching, runs down to the front, rips off her necklace, and throws it, pulls off her bracelet, pulls off her ring, throws it on the platform. She was practicing Santeria. How many of you know it? But it's, but it's witchcraft. She was practicing Santeria, and she, she, brought, she threw that on the set. God was convicting her. We had another lady watching online. She was watching online. God convicted her. She left her house, drove down to our church and said, I want to be water baptized right now. This is on a Wednesday night. Water baptized because of spirit of conviction on her for the same thing, Santeria. So I, I don't know where that's at or where you're at, but here's what I know. Whenever you walk in repentance, God will change your life. Come on, are you with me? Are you with me? Now listen, I'm just, I'm just telling you this. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be brash. I'm not trying to be brave. I'm just telling you, if you're not here to do business, don't mess with me. I'm serious. I'm not here for a big altar call. I really don't care. I'm just a messenger. I'm speaking the word. If you're serious, we're going to do business. If you're not, then you just go sit down. It's okay. I'm not offended. I'm not mad. But if you're serious, we're going to do business, and God's going to change your life right now. Come on, are you with me? Are you with me? I, I, I can't. Are, are you with me? Come on, lift up both hands right now. Come on, lift up both hands. You know why you're here. You know why you came down. You know what you're responding to right now. I want you just to pray. I want you to say, Lord, today I repent. Just tell him, just begin to say, I repent. Listen, repentance is not I'm sorry. That's forgiveness. Repentance is changing your way. Lord, with your help, I am, I am breaking this curse off of my life. I'm breaking this issue off of my life. I'm changing who I am. I will not be the same. I'm different today in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you today right now for the spirit of repentance in the house. Lord, I believe today that this is the first step moving us into a sustained revival and move of God. We have to be willing to repent. Lord, today I thank you for those that have come down today that are indicating in their life they don't care who sees them they don't care who's watching right now on live stream it doesn't matter they don't care they've come down today to repent of their sins lord today 
I am repenting as well. Lord, the issues in my life, Lord, the things in my, whatever does not please you, whatever does not uplift the name of Jesus, whatever is religious, whatever is contrary to the word, whatever is keeping me from being as close to you as you want me to be. Lord, today I repent in the name of Jesus. Lord, today I thank you for the forgiveness in the blood of Jesus. I thank you for the example that we see in the sin offering. But Lord, today, even as those priests laid their hands on that goat to transfer the sins of the nation onto the sacrifice. Even as a crown of thorns was placed onto the head of Jesus to signify that that sin was placed on the sacrifice. Lord, today right now, we thank you for the power in the name of Jesus. And I thank you today that that sin is being transferred to the body of Christ. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that wipes away every stain, every sin, every issue in our life. Lord, today we declare it, mighty God, in the name of Jesus. Father, today we repent of the spirit of pride. We pray it be broken right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We repent today for contentious and argumentative spirit. God, it's broken today. I declare peace, Father, in every home, in every life. I declare peace, Lord, where there has been an argumentative spirit and fighting and bickering, all of that. God, today replace with the peace of God that passes all understanding. Forgive us today for unbelief. Forgive us for a lack of trust, God. Not believing you at your word. Not standing, God, on the power of your word. Not understanding the promises of God. Father, today forgive us for a spirit of anger that causes us to lash out. Lord, today I break that. I break that. I break that in Jesus' name. Devil, I stand against right now the spirit of anger. I declare the spirit of anger to be broken in the house. I plead the blood of Jesus. Jesus over the spirit of anger it's broken right now in Jesus name every addiction right now I declare it to be broken every addiction cigarettes Lord nicotine Lord uh, uh, alcohol pornography a prescription medication whatever it is Lord broken 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 in the name of Jesus I declare every every addictive spirit that feeling I have to have this I have to do this I can't I can't function without it today it's broken in Jesus and the only thing you have to have is Jesus addiction is broken I plead the blood today over addiction I declare today over jealousy Lord right now you made us to be who we are today we're happy with who we are we're happy with what you have given us we're happy Lord with our home. We are content today with the blessing of our life. We are thankful today, God, with all that you've done for us today. We don't look at what we don't have. We look at what we do have. We declare today jealousy is broken. Lord, those dealing with same-sex attraction today, we bind up that foul spirit of the enemy and we declare today, God, you made us to be who we are. You made us today, Lord, to be one man and one woman married together. That's it. There's no other way around it. I declare today that spirit of, of same-sex attraction, homosexuality, that draw to the same sex is broken in Jesus' name. Gender confusion. I thank you today, God, you created man and you created woman. There was no crossing it up. There was no confusion. There was nothing different. I know politics tells us one thing. The world tells us one thing. Crazy psychologists tell us one thing. But Lord, today we choose to believe what the Word of God says. And I thank you today. We bind up and stand against that spirit, that lying spirit of the enemy. And we declare today that these people will not be confused with what they've made to be in Jesus' name. I pray right now against the spirit of lust, Lord. Right now. I thank you today. You're breaking that spirit of lust, Lord. Men and women that are attracted to things that they're not supposed to have, things that they don't need in their life. We declare today that lustful 
evil spirit is broken in Jesus' name. I pray today, God, you would give us the strength to not feed that spirit of lust by seeing things, watching things, participating in things that would feed that spirit. Broken in Jesus' name. Idolatry. Broken today in the name of Jesus. Sexual sin. Broken today in the name of Jesus. Lord, for people that are together right now, that they're, they're shacking up, they're not married, people in fornication, people that are dating and they're having sex, people that are cheating on their spouse, God, even in emotional affairs, things happen on social media, all of those things today, we stand against that in the name of Jesus, and we declare today that spirit of adultery, fornication, sexual sin is broken and removed from the house of God, Lord, we want to be pure before you, holy before you, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now, the spirit of negativity, God, today when we get happy in Jesus, the word says the joy of the Lord is my strength, we declare today, your people are full of joy today. No negativity. Negativity is gone. It's broken in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray today, Lord, for people that are suffering or walking through discontentment. They're never happy. Nothing's ever good enough. They always want more, better. I need this. I need that. Lord, today, help us to be content in you. God, to know that you are our provider. To know that you are our safety. To know that you, God, are our protector. I thank you today. There's nothing wrong with advancing and getting better and doing better in life. But we cannot do it with the spirit of discontentment. I pray for those struggling with insecurity right now. I thank you today that you made these men and these women to be who they are. Nobody's perfect. Everybody needs to improve. But Lord, we cannot function properly with this feeling of insecurity that we're never good enough and we're never gonna, we're never gonna amount to anything. It's a lie. And Lord, I just pray today, God, that we would find ourselves in a place of confidence, not in our own strength, but confidence in you. We're reminded today, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. I stand against insecurity. I pray for those dealing with that compulsive lying spirit right now. Lord, I declare today that the truth will be found in the mouths of your people. They will not lie. They will not speak untruth. But I declare today that that lying spirit is broken in the name of Jesus. I pray today right now, lack of discipline. Lord, today, those that are dealing with those issues, they just can't get it together. They can't come to church two Sundays in a row. They can't, they can't study. They can't pay their tithe. They can't be faithful. Lord, today I, I just pray that there would be a constant reminder that we are to be disciplined. Even as Paul told Timothy, study to show yourself approved. A workman, that implies work, diligence, faithfulness. It is constant, continuous discipline in the name of Jesus. Lord, today I pray right now the spirit of witchcraft be broken. Lord, if there's anybody involved in any kind of witchcraft, things in their home may have been passed down from generations, maybe from their grandmother, things passed into their home, things in their life that should not be. I stand against the spirit of witchcraft. I plead the blood of Jesus over the minds of your people. We understand today we cannot operate in the power of the Holy Ghost while we're also entertaining foul spirits in our life and in our home. We break, we break, we break the spirit of the occult, the witchcraft. Lord, those that are tied up tied up looking at uh, messing around with Ouija boards, those that are looking at the stars and worried about you know what, they're a Taurus or a Aries or whatever, looking to the stars. God, today we don't look to that. We look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, Lord. I stand against the spirit of the occult. I stand against the spirit of witchcraft. We call it out today and we declare, not in my house. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, just tell him what I say. I repent. Say it. Come on. Come on. I repent. You know what brought you down here. I repent. In Jesus' name.
Mm, Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Right now in this anointing, nobody move. Just give me a moment. I'm about to, I'm about to be done. Right now in this anointing, I just want to ask you. If you're here today, in this house, if you're watching online, this is between this is between you and the Lord, and everybody here. Nobody's eyes closed, nobody's head bowed. Right now in this in this building, no keyboard, no nothing. This is no there's no hype involved in this. This is just doing business with Jesus. If you're here today, you say, Pastor, I need to make it right with God. One of the things that we're watching happen in our church right now, the Lord spoke this into my heart last year, and I, I, I didn't understand it at the time completely. But the Lord told me the prodigals were coming home. I mean, He spoke that just as clear. The prodigals are coming home. And we're watching. I'm seeing people in our church that I, I watched, you know, I've been in our church for 15 years. Actually, I'm sorry, 20 years. I've been there 20 years. And I'm, I'm watching as parents they're growing up with kids kids leave and then we never what happened to so oh well you know they're out in the world they're this and that I'm seeing some of those kids come back the prodigals they're coming home they're coming home and if you're here right now listen to me I hope I've been clear I'm not I'm not interested in the spirit of religion I'm not talking about religion I'm not talking about showing up to church I'm not saying you prayed a prayer I'm not saying you got baptized I don't care I'm asking you right now are you serving Jesus with everything within you? For God so loved the world that gave his only son, that whosoever believeth, believe. that word believe does not mean to intellectually acknowledge the fact that there's a God. That's not what that, even the devil knows there's a God. He was created by God. That's not what that word means. Whosoever believes in him, it means to wholeheartedly follow, serve, and obey. Wholeheartedly. There's a lot of folks in the church who half-heartedly follow, serve, and obey. But there's room at the cross for you. I'm just going to count to three just to have a definitive moment. You need to make it right with Jesus. Prodigals come home. The Lord loves you. The Lord cares about you. I don't care about your religion. I don't care if you've been going to this church for 20 years. It doesn't matter to me. Are you right with Jesus? If you breathe your last breath, let me tell you something. If this preacher breathed his last breath and fell dead on this platform right now, you better know something. I'm going to heaven. I have zero doubt. I know where I'm going. It's not because I'm a good person. It's because I've accepted the blood of Jesus. And wholeheartedly follow, serve, obey. I'm going to count to three. Pastor, I need to make it right with Jesus. Listen to me. Prodigals, come home. Today's your day. This is your moment. On the count of three, I want you to stick your hand up. You say, Pastor, pray with me. I need to be sure. I need to make it right with God. One, two, three, go. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Keep your hand up. Don't, don't you be ashamed. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see you. I see you back in the back. I want you to pray this. I want everybody to pray this out loud with me. Out loud. I want to hear you. I believe the devil needs to hear you pray. That's what I teach people. If you're going to be Pentecostal, you better learn how to pray. Out loud. Jesus. Come on. Jesus. I ask you into my heart. Say it. I admit that I have walked in sin. But I believe that Jesus 
died for me. Today, right now, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Tell Him, thank you. Say it like you mean it. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give Him a praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.